You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. And welcome to Campus Beach. This is the second of a two-part series of uh, wonderful conversation that we had with the SGPS executive last week uh, on Campus Beach. The SGPS executive joined us and talked about uh, upcoming opt-in and opt-out deadlines, ways to get involved with SGPS council, some of the initiatives and services that uh, the SGPS has to offer for graduate and professional students this year. And today we're going to uh, talk a little bit more about uh, each of the executive officers' positions and their roles and goals. Stay tuned. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Campus Beat. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Today, we're in studio with the entire SGPS executive. We have Tyler Morrison, President, Isabel Luce, VP Community, Abel Hazel, the uh, VP Finance, Leo Ehrlichman. Is that how I pronounce your name? Ehrlichman, the VP graduate, and Lauren Peacock, uh, VP professional. All of them have come today to uh, spend some time with us in studio to tell us all about the SGPS, the work at the SGPS executive, uh, what happens with SGPS council, uh, the amazing services that the SGPS has to offer for graduate and professional students at Queen's University, and uh, also some insights on ways that students at Queen's can get involved with SGPS activities, council, committees, and more. Thank you all very much for coming into the studio with us today. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> we appreciate the invite. It's always a pleasure uh, to be able to spread the SGPS message and uh, get... Uh, get our message across to the students. All right. And so that was Mr. Tyler Morrison, who is the president. Tyler, can you get us started here? Tell us about your role uh, as president of the Society of Graduate and Professional Students. Uh, what does what do you do as president? And uh, what are some of the goals that you have for this year within your portfolio? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I get this question a lot. What, the, what does the president do on a day to day? Um, and rather than, than give you a high level, I think it would be, uh, it would be useful to talk about it on, on a granular level. What do I do from, uh, from morning to night kind of thing? Um, and I really spend my days meeting with different university administrators, sitting on different committees, really taking the vision that all of us in this room, the, the five executives share, and, and trying to push our agendas, our advocacy goals, on these different committees um, and university administrators. So maybe I can give you a, a few examples of some of the committees I've sat on the last couple days. Um, one really cool one is the Community Partners Working Group. This is a committee that brings different stakeholders in the community together. Um, we have some stakeholders from KGH, we have individuals from Frontenac Paramedic Services, we have the Kingston Police Services there, different individuals from different departments around the uh, school and we really just talk about you know how we can make the 
experience for Queen students as great as possible, as safe as possible, um, and how we can work as a team to make sure that that happens. So that, that's a good example of that. Um, I also had the pleasure yesterday of meeting the new School of Graduate Studies Dean, um, which was awesome. We share a lot of great visions together. I think it's going to be a, a great year for that. So that, that's kind of what my days uh, look like, is, is meeting with different stakeholders and, and discussing our priorities and our advocacy goals. In terms of some of my advocacy goals for this year, I think I talk about two, two different goals as the largest ones for my plate right now, and, and I would say that's, that's for the fall semester. The first is the redevelopment of the JDUC. Um, as we all know, the SGPS passed a fee last year that allows us to put a contribution towards the JDUC redevelopment. Now, we are waiting on the undergraduates, the AMS, to pass their fee, um, and hopefully that goes forward, and then we'll be going forward with uh, a big project to redevelop the JDUC. Um, and this will allow us to have a brand new graduate space that Anybody, any SGPS member, any undergrad, in fact, too, can congregate in. But this is going to be a designated space for graduate students, something that, you know, we don't necessarily have on campus right now. Uh, the grad club is great, but that's a different atmosphere than an on-campus study lounge, mm -hmm. um, especially for people who maybe, you know, aren't... Um, are interested in, in alcohol and, and that kind of thing. So this will be this will be a great great opportunity for for SGPS members if we can get this uh, J Duck vote passed. And then the the second thing that's on my plate right now, as everybody knows, is Queens is in the middle of searching for a new principal. Mm -hmm. So I sit on the principal uh, search committee, and I, I think in the last couple of years the graduate community, the SGPS, has had a great run um, in terms of building this graduate community. There seems to be a focus um, from upper administration all the way down that we need to do a better job of fostering this graduate community. And I'm really focused on, you know, saying my piece and making sure that the next principal of Queens shares this goal and shares this focus of enhancing the graduate community mm -hmm. um, and pursuing those types of initiatives. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Tyler. Um, now let's uh, hear from Isabel Luce, the uh, Vice, uh, Vice President Community. Uh, tell us about the role uh, you've taken on as when you were elected uh, to the SGPS this year, Isabel. Well, thanks for having us here today. Um, as VP Community, I'm in charge of fostering community here at Queen's. So my job involves um, having the four commissioners, uh, managing them. So we have the Athletics and Wellness Commissioner, Larkin. We've got the International Commissioner, Atul. And we have an Equity and Diversity Commissioner, Katrina. And we're also currently hiring a Social Commissioner right now. And altogether, they work on um, having events throughout the year. Um, so you'll be seeing a lot of upcoming events, like we're having board game nights at the grad club. Um, Larkin's working on monthly cooking classes and sports hours. Um, Katrina's working on uh, a equity and diversity conference coming for this winter. So um, I'm helping facilitate uh, their uh activities, um, but also working on um, 
running orientation. That was my large task this summer was making sure all our orientation events were planned and mm-hmm. uh, happened this past week. And I'm really happy to say that that was really successful. What kinds of orientation events uh, did you uh, take care of? It must have been a super busy week, too. It was. We had eight events in total. And there's quite a variety this year. We also tried to do really family-friendly events as well. Mm-hmm. So we had um, the first night was a game and greet at Barcadia, which is a great space to come and meet other people because you have um, arcade games there. Uh, so you can mix and mingle or you can play games at the same time. Uh, so we had that. We had... Um, two boat cruises. The boat cruise is one of our most popular events each year. Um, and we had a DJ and a great spread of food on board. But we also had the earlier boat cruise as well. That was the discovery tour. Um, so that one's the dry cruise and family friendly. And we got to go around and had um, a narration showing us uh, what we were passing along as we went by important sites around Kingston. So that was a lot of fun. And then uh, Corn Maze on last Saturday was a lot of fun, too, on Wolf Island. Uh, We had trolley tours and haunted walks. A lot of these were a great way uh, to see Kingston for the first time Mm -hmm. for incoming students. My goodness, it sounds like you might need a vacation from all of that fun (laughs) right at the beginning of the year. Well, congratulations to you and your team for executing such a wonderful uh, series of events to welcome uh, new and returning uh, graduate and professional students. Amazing stuff. So what comes up next? Uh, So right now I'm working with the commissioners um, to do a number of things. Um, A tool is working on an international film festival, which will be this fall. Um, So that would be really great to keep an eye out for. Um, There's going to be a Wonderland trip coming up this September, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, We spend the day there and we get uh, transportation there and back. Um, There's a lot of things currently in the works, like a trip to Rock Dunder, um, a learning how to row lesson. So uh, keep an eye out on the Facebook pages and our newsletters because we'll be putting more information out as we finalize those. Thank you very much, Isabel, for all of those insights and uh, and uh, informing us of things that are uh, coming up. Now let's hear from uh, Abel Hazon, or is it Hazon? It's Hazon. Hazon. I had it right the first time. Abel is the VP Vice President Finance for the Society of Graduate and Professional Students. Can you tell us, Abel, a little bit about your role and some of the goals that you have uh, to look forward to and execute this year? Yeah, definitely. So first off, hello to our, our listeners. Um, thank you for listening to us today. Uh, my, my role is, uh, is way more focused on uh, the financial uh uh, capacity of our organizations uh, in particular so so the vice president of finance has three uh, major responsibilities throughout the year uh, and uh, and the first responsibility is of course uh, managing the budget so every year uh, the, the association passes uh, a, a financial document and presents it to council which uh, which sort of prioritizes our uh, our platform for the year uh, through the allocations of, fu- of funds towards certain programming and uh, sort of priorities in that sense. Uh, the second thing that the v- Vice President of Finance does, uh, and this is something that I'm focused on today, uh, this year for my platform, is uh, ensuring the stability of the health plan. Uh, now, this is a, a very uh, interesting topic uh, these days with the rapidly changing sort of uh, environment in our province with regards to healthcare. Uh, and so one thing that I'm working with is with our uh, health plan provider, Student VIP, is to ensure that the cost is stabilized 
that the cost doesn't rise, that we uh, ensure that our benefits are, uh, they appropriately reflect the needs of our, of our uh, students here at Queen's University. And, uh, and, and the thirdly, the third responsibility is, is to manage and chair uh, the finance committee. The finance committee is one of, uh, in my opinion anyway, one of the strongest committees that this uh, organization has. Uh, we, uh, we look at uh, dispersing uh, uh, grants and, uh, and uh, bursaries to students on a needs basis. Uh, and we also have, um, uh, we help also student councils from across the university uh, fund their own events and, and any sort of exciting activities that they would like. All right. If, it to, if I might interject, so uh, if folks need to come to get a bursary, what kinds of examples of uh, benefits might people be able to extract from this committee uh, when they need some help? And then again, also discrete departments or, or um, graduate student councils within individual departments. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yes, of course. This is actually a very exciting uh, thing uh, this year. Uh, we did manage to increase uh, uh, all the following uh, grants and bursaries uh, in our and uh, uh, sort of in preparing the budget from last year. Uh, the first uh, the first bursary that's available to students is, is that of the emergency bursary. Uh, this covers activities that are sort of unexpected and may uh, and. When students obviously face things that uh, sort of are exigent, they may apply to for, for some financial relief from this uh, committee. The second bursary is the activity committee, uh, activity bursary. Uh, this is where uh, students want to go on uh, conferences or want to participate in sporting events, and it covers uh, sort of um, uh, expenses for attending uh, certain uh, those those activities. The third uh, bursary is that uh, is the dental bursary. Uh, this one um, is aimed at uh, sort of providing financial relief for students who have maxed out their dental benefits or who are seeking a procedure that isn't covered by the health and dental plan. Uh, third, and our last bursary is that of the international student bursary. We know that it is really expensive at times for uh, international students to attend uh, education abroad. And, uh, and this is designed to sort of relief, um, to provide some relief from the UHIP costs of uh, international students. Uh, and um, so with regards to the Departmental Student Council grant, which you asked about, uh, this is a, a two-year-old grant. It's also very exciting. It's designed at uh, uh, help, helping, um, uh, sort of promoting uh, engagement on the departmental level, uh, because sometimes for, for one-year programs, for example, uh, we do find that uh, students uh, sort of struggle to have a, a strong uh, student body in, in terms of like uh, hosting events and, um, and having a camaraderie is it that word for camaraderie yeah you know like community engagement yeah uh, uh, so and the, <laughs> so to have stronger community engagement uh, in their faculty and so it's designed that when uh, departments or student councils and respective departments apply to this grant, we do uh, offer uh, assistance so that they can host events. Thank you very much for all of those wonderful insights and, and uh, telling uh, the listeners about all of these uh, great uh, opportunities and benefits that they um, may be able to turn to, uh, whether at a department level or a, or a personal one, should they be in need. It's really important stuff and uh, good work on, on your committee's front. Awesome.
So now we've got uh, Lauren Peacock, the Vice President Professional for the SGPS. Lauren, can you tell us a little bit about your role and some of the goals that uh, you're looking forward to uh, completing this year? Okay, so um, my role is pretty simple. It's to represent professional students' interests to the executive and um, upper administration. So you're probably wondering what a professional student is. So a professional student is basically any student that receives a professional certification upon graduation. So basically here at Queen's, our, pig, our two biggest groups are uh, law and education students. Um, so one of my biggest goals this year was um, working on developing career and uh, skills. So we've, for the first time ever, we've partnered with the SGPS to have a more holistic career week. The SGS. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we partnered with ourselves. We partnered with ourselves. Great job. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) That was a a tough partnership to strike. (laughs) (laughs) We partnered with the SGS, the School of Graduate Studies, to have a more holistic careers week. Um, So in addition to their careers week, we'll also have some skill development in there. So there's going to be... what is it? SPSS? Yeah. Yes. Um, which is? It's a statistics software. Yes. Which clearly is more of a graduate thing than a professional thing. I'm a professional student. Um, as well as some Excel workshops and um, some Outlook training, which can be really helpful for those people just entering the workforce, some fundamental skills. So we're really looking forward to having that programming, which will be in the middle of October. So there'll be more information on that coming out in October. Thank you very much, Lauren Peacock, uh, Vice President Professional. Um, And now we're going to hear from Leo Ehrlichman, the VP graduate. Tell us a little bit about your role and the goals that you have in mind for this year. Hi there, thank you for having us on. So my role uh, as VP graduate is to represent our over 3,000 graduate students to the executive and to the upper administration. So like Tyler, I also sit on a few uh, committees with the upper administration on graduate studies and graduate academic related issues. Uh, My goal and my position really is uh, surrounded on three pillars. So the first is working with the student advisor program, which I manage and with upper administration to routinely improve student supervisor relations and uh, graduate life on campus when it comes to academics uh, and ensuring that our academic uh, opportunities on campus and the supports that we need are available. The second one that is our new program that we're offering, we're working on two new programs, is our Thesis Thursday program. Uh, We're developing a skill and uh, professional development system for graduate writing on campus. Our dissertation boot camps and our writing boot camps that are run by the School of Graduate Studies uh, have been very well received and we've decided to work on a weekly program for students where they can get one-on-one support from our Student Academic Success Service partners. Uh, Thank you to them as well. and work with graduate students on graduate topics. Coming up, we actually have our very important Tri-Council Grant Writing Seminar on the 27th at noon. Uh, Those are for the Trudeau Vanniers and on the Tri-Council Awards. We'll have a seminar and a presentation, as well as our Athletics and Wellness Commissioner is running our thesis therapy. So we know that the first few weeks have been hectic, so bring some therapy dogs on campus to make sure students have some time to relax. And then the final pillar of my uh, position is peer-to-peer mental health. 
currently we have no service for peer to peer mental health on campus and it's become the executive's goal and under my portfolio to bring forward a graduate peer support center within this academic calendar year to be fully launched by next year but to have one up and running by january is our goal to provide peer to peer mental health services on campus because what is, what is peer to peer mental health so peer-to-peer -peer mental health is a space where you don't receive medical treatment, but where you can talk about mental health issues on campus in a non-judgmental way. Currently, our undergraduates do a great job with the Peer Support Center, and we're actually working with the Peer Support Center, and we're really thankful to their head manager, Mia, who's helping us in this transition mm -hmm. uh, to develop a space on campus where students who are feeling stressed or who just want a place to talk in a safe environment can have a peer relay those conversations. Because at times, mm -hmm. individuals do not want to go seek uh, counseling or their issue they don't feel is at the need of an embedded counselor someone from student wellness services it could just be they're having a stressful day and they want to blow off some steam and have a conversation with somebody and that's something that we really want to develop and foster because we see that the needs for a graduate community are definitely there and this is something that will help build that community okay wow that sounds fantastic and i look forward to hearing more maybe you can come and uh, chat about it <laughs> later on this year too. To. i would lo love to hear about it here at cfrc all right so uh tyler isabel abel leo and lauren have all told us uh, quite a lot about uh, their individual roles within their uh, discrete portfolios within the society of graduate and professional students now um while each of you have your own individual um, projects, what kinds of things are you working on ultimately as a whole? What are the, the big picture uh, projects that you're working on collectively? Yeah, I think I'm going to start by answer, answering that question by saying that since last year, the executive under Adam Grotsky um, started a new initiative where instead of making separate strategic plans, separate year plans for each position. We, uh, we created our plan, our strategic plan as a whole, as a unit. Um, and we're gonna continue that project this year. So I think every, every uh, initiative you just heard about when we went around the table um, truly is a group project. Our, um, the individuals who spoke about it are the champions of that project, but it takes all five of us. We're constantly sitting down discussing how we're going to get these things done. Um, none of us work in isolation or in silos. So that's how I would begin to answer that question by saying that each one of these initiatives are a team initiative. They're an initiative of the executive. Um, and that's how we're going to tackle all our projects this year. But in terms of what our, our overarching goals are, I said before, I, I think we've been on a real run the last couple of years um, in terms of our presence on campus and being able to foster this community and, and, and being a, an organized um, society that can really get things done. And I think we need to continue going down that path. We need to increase our advocacy presence on campus. You know, we need, I, I found that our administration is very receptive when we come to them with um, ideas and, and, and data and ways to make student life a little bit better and we need to continue to do that. Right now one of our initiatives actually last night at our council we struck a standing committee to review um, representation on our council. This is something that I, I think is vitally important to the democracy within our society because right now I think 
Leo can help me out on this, but we should have something like 86 representatives, yeah, 86 council representatives, and we're not seeing that kind of turnout at our council. Why do you think that is? You know, that that's something we, we've discussed, um, and it's a problem we need to solve. I, I, why do I think that is? I think part of that falls on our shoulders for not going out there, you know, and engaging smaller departments who don't necessarily have representatives there. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, our, our, the structure of our council was a, 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 was founded when we were a much smaller graduate department. Uh, mm-hmm. The School of Graduate Studies and Graduate Life on campus has expanded rapidly. We're over 3,000 graduate students, the largest number we've ever had. And how many, And But then there's also professional students, yeah, too. So <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Now, right. the, the way that our council is structured, uh, we have departments that have one to 50 that get one seat. Uh, so you have smaller departments that have, and then the departments, the, the seats get allocated per size. So departments mm-hmm. have been growing rapidly, um, but haven't been able to engage the same way because their growth is being dealt with, and they've, the, the councils that they have formed have become so strong through working with the SGPS and working with different partners in the university that they've become a little bit self-sufficient. Mm. Um, and the services that we offer are auxiliary services to them uh, where council is something that we're looking to. And last year's strategic plan actually worked on having an emphasis on empowering the graduate student councils where we, instead of having an 86 person council overall where we have multiple representatives, where we have every single student council have a representative so we can enhance those grants and other opportunities we have on campus to make sure that students are aware. Yeah, it, it's funny because it, we have, we're supposed to have 86 representatives and one of the symptoms of that is that certain groups become underrepresented. Right. Um, that's to say that we don't see some of the groups around the table. And again, I, I think that falls on our shoulders a little bit for uh, not reaching out in previous years and making sure that everybody's represented. But that's what this committee is supposed to do. So that committee is going to get to work right away. Leo's going to be chairing that. And the, the goal of that committee is going to be, A, reaching out to these groups that historically may not be represented at our council, and B, figuring out the best way to continue that representation through the years. Um, because I think I, we want to hear those voices, we want to hear the debate. I always say that, that our philosophy is, is not to use our, our own interests, our own opinions, like we're, we are elected representatives who need to listen mm-hmm. to the debates, listen to the attitudes on campus and, and frame our, our vision and our goals and our image um, as a reflection of those opinions and ideas. Yeah. And, and that really happens by getting students to engage and that's what we're hoping to do through, through this new standing committee. Well, it sounds like that uh, the SGPS is making these strides and has been for quite some time and, and doing this kind of outreach, but maybe it's also a matter of some of the individual department student governments also, you know, making sure that people know, hey, we have a spot, let's select somebody to actually sit in this spot, but then also finding somebody who's... Uh, enthusiastic and would like to be able to continue because one of the things too these are volunteer positions as well and every as you all know you're all students everybody has their first priorities too so maybe it's a matter of uh, just trying to get those uh, various departments to be able to motivate some other folks to get out there and volunteer that time right Isabel another issue we have is a lot of these departments might only be one-year programs 
So we get really enthusiastic people who want to be involved, and then they're gone the next year. Ah. So how working on how to have that continue continuity would be really great this year, and and transition to, plans. Exactly. Yeah. Ah. So it sounds like uh, quite the challenge. But it sounds like one you're all up for, too. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leo. Yeah, so our student advisor program has just expanded, and that's one of the things that they'll be tasked with this year. Is uh, We've got five advisors who will be reaching out to those groups who have been underrepresented uh, and being their representation and helping them build up their abilities to create a constitution for a graduate student association and to empower them to say these are the opportunities available to you and let's build a transition document let's build it fundamentally into your department uh, we see that your department has been underrepresented historically and we want to make sure that you know we're there for you there might not be a seat filled right now but know that the student advisors and the sgps executive and the, co the society as a whole is looking to hear your voice and that was uh, the SGPS executive telling us all about the uh, roles that they've taken on uh, for this coming or for this academic year and uh, some of the goals that they have in store. And uh, yeah, it was a real pleasure being able to speak with each of them and learn so much more about uh, the opportunities that the SGPS offers in terms of its benefits and and. Uh, um, activities and and ways for graduate and professional students to otherwise get involved with their student government. So don't forget, uh, this was uh, a two-part series. You can always go back to our archives and, and download uh, the episode from last week as well uh, if you'd like to learn more about uh, services that the SGPS offers. And don't forget, too, you can always just go to the sgps.ca website to find out more information and happily there too you can also find the contact information for the executive members um, that you, that we've just spoken to and you can reach out to the SGPS directly if you'd like to find out more about uh, getting involved and uh, with the activities uh, student governance opportunities job opportunities even uh, that they have uh, for uh, all of its members so thank you very much to the SGPS, the Society of Graduate and Professional Students, for coming into our studio and giving us uh, so much of their uh, valuable time. It's greatly appreciated, and we look forward to seeing uh, these great folks again here at CFRC 101.9 FM.